Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,539 since we came back on the air. Any news, Dr. Clark? Not really. It's pretty quiet out there. Almost like even the zombies are taking Christmas off. Would that that could actually happen. As for myself, we're still working on fixing up a few rooms at Amoria that were in particularly bad shape. But other than that, I don't really have any news. Agnes, glad you could join us on the air. Any news from you? Yes, it's terrible, tragic news. Uh, oh, what's up? Can we help? I don't know. It's so awful. I don't know if I can stand it. Maybe you could start by telling us what it is. Oh, yeah, that might help. So I was outside, clearing the zombies off the fence, and someone came by with a letter. Oh, that's fantastic. Me and Dr. Clark just got finished saying we didn't have any news, and we didn't know what we were going to talk about today, but now we have this letter we can read. But it's not for us. So what? We get letters all the time that aren't addressed to anybody. No, no, you don't understand. It's a letter for Santa Claus. Some poor child wrote it to Santa, and it's two days until Christmas, and it'll never make it to the North Pole in time now. Agnes, you know Santa isn't... Now, Max, let's not go saying something on the air that might be heard by impressionable young children who might misinterpret what you're saying. Huh? Oh. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that you know Santa is magical. And I'm sure he already knows about the letter, and the physical delivery of it is just a formality. You really think so? I just can't stand the idea of this poor kid's letter not making it. I mean, Santa is clearly a time traveler. How else could he make it around the world in a single night? I'm sure he uses that power to go to the future and read all the letters, and then goes back to the past to make all the toys, and then goes to the present to deliver them. As long as the letter makes it at all and doesn't cause a paradox by not showing up, then it should be fine. Phew. Okay, I feel better. It's good that children are still writing to Santa. I hadn't seen many of these since the zombies came and was worried this tradition was going to be one of the casualties of this new world. Oh, no way. People have always written to Santa. That's not going anywhere. Surely we haven't always written to Santa. Santa is a relatively recent cultural thing, isn't he, Dr. Clark? Yes, and letters to Santa are even more recent. As I recall, it started out with Santa sending letters to children first, and he was a bit of a disciplinarian, whose notes would give kids advice like, watch your language, and do what your parents tell you to do. Bit self-serving there, don't you think? I have no idea what you're talking about. So when did people start sending letters to Santa? Well, around the United States Civil War was when the post office started to become more formalized and would have mail carriers bring letters door to door instead of people having to go to the post office and check every so often. This made it much more convenient for people to write letters in general. And the price of postage came down, so it became more practical for parents to justify sending letters to Santa for their kids. I can see that. So far around here, though, people just send letters out and hope they get where they're supposed to go. But at least we're not paying postage for it. So one day, some kid just said, Hey, I'm going to send a letter to this guy? Kind of. It really took off with the illustrations in 1871 by Thomas Nast. 
he was hugely responsible for a lot of what the modern Santa Claus look turned out to be. He drew pictures of Santa reading letters that had been sent to him, and also revealed that Santa lives at the North Pole. The problem, of course, was that the post office didn't know how to deliver to the North Pole. So a lot of the early letters ended up in the dead letter office and were destroyed. That's terrible. Those poor kids. A lot of people felt that way, actually. So some newspapers volunteered to receive those letters and would publish many of them. I remember reading some of the real gems. Kids asking for guns, horses, and wagons, and all kinds of things. What does the kid who wrote this letter say they want? Um, let's see. They want a new doll because their old one got lost one day. And they want a bicycle because they've outgrown their old one. And mm, they want their daddy back. It says he got hurt and had to say goodbye and then left and never came back. Oh, dear. I don't think Santa's going to be able to help with that last one. No, probably not. And the second one sounds like a tall order, too. If we had a second bike, I'd be willing to donate it, but we need the one we have. What if we ask William to make a doll? I think that's a really good idea. The letter says they live in a community called Fawns Glen, which I think I've heard of. Uh, let's get William working on the doll, and we can ask around Amari and see if anybody knows where this place is. Good idea. Okay, listeners, we're off to do what we can to make this child's Christmas a little brighter. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other. <laughs>